Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Patrick. And you're listening to the Media Dungeon on the Dumb Idiot Bullshit Podcast Network, the only podcast network that is, uh, I don't know, uh, can shoot ropes six feet in the air. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is impressive. Yeah. If you'd like to support us in my rope shooting, mm-hmm. please visit patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs or check out our website at soytrek.com. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs where you can get access to the Media Dungeon Plex server mm. or soytrek.com to buy our dumb merch. Uh, check out our other podcasts, Prison Breakdown, Soy Trek, Dumb Idiot Bullshit, and Gettin' Head, a bucket cast. A bucket cast. Indeed. Having said that, today we're here to talk about a movie. Yeah. And that movie is 1983's Liquid Sky. Oh, yeah. So let's uh, give a brief synopsis before we... Synopsis. <laughs> brief, <laughs> brief synopsis. <laughs> a brain synopsis. A brain. Uh, so let's, let's give a brief synopsis of this film. Mm. A small heroin-seeking UFO lands on a Manhattan roof and observes a bizarre drug-addicted fashion model and sucks endorphin from her sexual encounter's brains. Hmm. It's basically I spit on your grave, but with aliens. A little bit, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You're you're not wrong. It is definitely like a uh, kind of a assault revenge film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and trigger warning: uh, we are definitely going to be talking about sexual assault and rape several times in here. Yeah, there's going to be a there's a lot of it in this. Yeah, movie. yeah, it, it it uses it for effect, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's give uh, initial impressions. What do you think? Yeah, it was interesting. It was part. Part teeth, part I spit on your grave. <laughs> um, uh, it was very weird. It was, I think it was a little too long. Mm-hmm. And uh, the music was very oppressive to me. <laughs> the music was very interesting. And it's one of the few like actual real criticisms I have in a movie. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that in yeah, the criticism the, the section. Dialogue, too, too, too quiet. Uh-huh. Music. Too loud. <laughs> Interesting. I yeah. thought it was actually pretty well mixed, mm-hmm. um, but maybe I was just listening on a different system or something. Yeah, like, uh, yeah I think I had like, a, I was just like, oh my God. But yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, my initial impressions are uh, this is the like the third time I've seen this film. Wow. And I'm going to be honest. I love this film. <laughs> this is one of my favorite pieces of like cult cinema mm. and especially like queer cult cinema. This movie is incredibly queer in 1982, which is something that like you don't see very often at all, yeah. really. Like, uh, it, it is definitely a cult film. Like, it also kind of, um, I, I read uh, like the entire team behind the scenes were uh, Soviets. Uh, not the entire team, but or, like the, yeah. the, the core team. The core behind team. It. Yeah. And like, and that kind of made sense, like mm-hmm. to the pacing because it did that does have this sort of the pacing of like uh, like Stalker, mm-hmm. like uh, which later became which like was later translated into Annihilation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of thinking, like, I noticed like with like Soviet. And especially like Soviet sci-fi movies, like they do have a very like kind of like slow pace. Yeah. And that kind of builds like there is like one scene in particular, I think, actually moves at a very nice pace and we'll get to it. Mm -hmm. But like um, but it is is very slow moving, very just like lets things build and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It it gives space for a lot in a movie. Um, Mm Yeah. And there's a lot of like long takes and mm. like pretty long monologues, yeah, or pretty long dialogues to be honest. Yeah. And like from a purely like technical standpoint, like especially for the actors, the actors did an incredible job because they have to deliver like lots of lines during long takes, and especially like um, the the main actress in the film, uh, Anne Carlisle, mm-hmm. um, does playing dual roles. Playing dual roles uh, is incredible in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought she did excellent. Like she plays, um, uh, was her name Margaret, and then Jimmy. Yes, correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about a little bit of the production of this film. So this film is produced and directed and uh, co-written by a Russian Jewish filmmaker named Slava Suckerman, mm. um, who was born in the Soviet Union and emigrated to Israel in 1973. Uh oh, in their thirties. Uh, in 1976, they moved to New York City, so mm. they were there for just three years. Mm-hmm. Aside from Liquid Sky, uh, he directed the 2008 film Perestrokia and the 2004 documentary Stalin's Wife. Mm. Uh, this film is co-written by Slava, the director, uh, Nina V. Korova, who is his wife mm. and uh, also co-producer of the film, and... Anne Carlyle, who is the uh, lead in the film, the protagonist and one of the main antagonists as well of yeah. the film. Yeah, she, she does great as Jimmy. Like, yeah, like I was. It, it almost becomes like yeah, it's like one of those like people who have like to play dual roles in a movie, mm-hmm. and and uh, they do it so well. Like uh, you, you start to like not even realize that it's another person, right? Like the same person, especially when right. they're acting against each other. Right. So. This movie begins in a very interesting and experimental way. And uh, my dad uh, – actually, let me give you some backstory on why I chose this (laughs) film. So uh, when I was younger, I asked my dad what's the worst film he's ever seen. Mm -hmm. And he told me Liquid Sky, and he told me he walked out on this film. It was so bad. (laughs) I mean, I can understand. I – I I can understand my dad doing that, but it tells me, like, my dad just, like – has not not a punk nor queer bone in his body. Yeah. Like, or, like, any kind of uh, patience for, like, more experimental film. Yeah, I mean, like, he really liked, um, what's it called? 
Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon. Which was, yeah, an experiment to see if AI can take over (laughs) fucking fucking film now. Um, So the movie begins on a 10-minute long, uh, like, lo-fi dance scene intercut with mysterious images of a bohemian loft and some wild psychedelic visuals. Mm. And uh, we're... uh, we, we get to know kind of later that we're seeing kind of like from the alien's point of view mm-hmm. and the alien lands on a roof, uh, in like Manhattan here, like right on top of a, uh, a penthouse mm-hmm. in which lives Margaret with, Margaret. with her girlfriend. who's a drug dealer. So, yeah. And I found out, like I was looking up, mm-hmm. um, the girl who plays the girlfriend, like she apparently hasn't been in a lot of other stuff. No, no, not many people in this film are in a lot of other <laughs> stuff. It's like definitely more of an experimental kind of like art house, like student film in a lot of ways. Yeah, and like especially like when some more people get on. Like I was, I was like at one point I was just like, oh, this is just everybody's friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like every, all the other friends that are like in this one. Probably, this one probably. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the film uh, is written by Anne Carlisle. I think I mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. Who and this is one of her only leading roles. She's in like Desperately Seeking Susan, and like a couple okay. other things, uh, but like in very small roles. Mm. Uh, she also posed for Playboy in 1984, and I had mm. to research this <laughs> and saw the photographic evidence. And all I can say is, um, uh, let's see here. I was I did read her internet movie database profile mm-hmm. and apparently she is like a psychotherapist now and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, so it's like yeah, she went to I think she went into art therapy at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and she, she, I think she's probably practicing somewhere outside of New York or something who knows. Yeah. Um so we get this long dancing and like the scene in the club, right? Mm-hmm. Uh and uh we get our first look into Margaret and Jimmy, who are two of the main characters in the film, both played by Anne Carlisle. Yeah, and I, and I did say, and, it, and for a low budget film, they do a really good job of like of making it seem like they're occupying the same space simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it said they like spent long times, like these scenes took like hours and hours to construct, mm. just because. They had to do entirely separate makeup and hairstyles and stuff like that. And, like, the characters have two very distinct looks. Yeah. And you can barely tell they're the same person. Yeah. But you can tell. But, like, only if you're, like, really paying attention and trying to put it together. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, Anne Carlisle plays both of these characters very believably, I think. Mm-hmm. And they, they feel like they're, like, lived in and they're, like, authentic characters mm-hmm. that are saying something mm-hmm. about something. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I thought this was a great scene when they first meet, um, and they go together to, uh, Margaret's apartment and Jimmy's looking for drugs and ends up like kind of like trashing the place looking for drugs. Yeah. Jimmy's definitely a fuck boy. He's Doing like, it. Jimmy's such a fuck boy. He's <laughs> like all about like, Hey, where are the drugs? <laughs> yeah. Like that's all he asks ever. Like, Mean- meanwhile, Margaret's like dancing in front of him mm-hmm. and like. With really, very strange makeup, and he's just like, "Where's the drug?" Oh, he's like, "I usually don't fuck girls." <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, he's very shitty. Yeah, he's very shitty. Um, so th- this film to me oftentimes feels like a queer circus mm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. There's a lot of fashion to it, a lot of statements on like punk. Yeah, I would, um, yeah, I would say this is a very good encapsulation of like early 1980s fashion, and like just like if like. 
if you wanted like clear examples of how people especially or like you know kind of counterculture mm-hmm. and, and like kind of like young young fashion mm-hmm. was at that point and i would say like and it is and i did think at some points like oh yeah it is very clearly like you know the 70s it just ended because like i think at, at the party scene or the, mm-hmm. the, the 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 photo shoot i was noticing there was some like lingering 70s fashion that was on some of the people yeah and, and some of the art was a little yeah. 70s too and stuff yeah, yeah. And i was just like oh yeah this is like a very just like kind of like snapshot of a very particular point in time just like yeah yeah it was very and i'm pretty sure and i'm sure like you know being it is kind of low budget like mm-hmm. i'm sure like a lot of those people brought their own clothes yeah. <laughs> like and wear, like they're wearing mm-hmm. so uh margaret um after she leaves her apartment and throws Jimmy out, uh, goes back to the club and talks to her girlfriend who says that there's a guy giving cocaine to all the, the hot girls in the club <laughs> and she should co- go dance. And so she does and does this like wild dance in like this chicken outfit. Yeah. Basically. Is this, is this before or after um, her girlfriend's uh, rhythm box song? This is after the rhythm box yeah, song. Yeah, the rhythm box song I think was is probably the strongest song in the, in the movie. It's like one of three songs in the movie. Yeah. There's there's like yeah. only two other songs in the movie. Yeah, there's there's but, another one that had kind of a more of a more of a base to it. Yeah, I was like that I kind of dug. So, I was like, okay, this one's okay, yeah. but so, the main song that they use mm-hmm. was so oppressive to me. Yeah, and it, it's it's like <laughs> a reconstruction of like a, a old fugue or something, some some old yeah. classical music. And so I noticed people commenting on like, oh, it has a it has a synth soundtrack, and I'm like, well, I think that's kind of misleading. Yeah, it does. It does. It's all it's but all it, done on like a firm and synth, which was like very new at the time. Oh, yeah. So this soundtrack is like really ahead of its time mm-hmm. but like listening to it and watching it now it feels so incredibly dated because it's oh, like yeah. a synth from the 1980s and it has like purely 1980s sounds yeah and, and, they, and when you and when you hear synth soundtrack you're thinking john carpenter right right <laughs> it's, it's not a, that it's at not, all it's no. not john carpenter no no i mean john carpenter's still making like badass fucking it's music no now. it's no like Hans zimmer like no, 80s no, project it's no, no brian eno exploration no. of like what sound <laughs> is it's gonna be like the most grating thing you've ever heard <laughs> yeah it's 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 a, a part of the film that like i feel if the film just had no music whatsoever mm. it would actually be like better i actually was thinking like i mean I think uh, keep the music, but I think if it was replaced with more just like known songs mm-hmm. or just like, or just like reorchestrated completely. Yeah. I think it would be fine. Like, yeah. I, I think like, I think if like there was another, uh, if someone else went in before and replaced that soundtrack, I think it would be, I think it would be, be no problem at all. Yeah. It, it gives the film like a very specific vibe though. And it makes yeah. it unlike anything you've ever really seen. Yeah. Because like the film, even though the, the the music can be detracting, it's like still a very compelling film and a lot of stuff happens in it and you're like, you, you don't like a lot of it, but you can't really keep, take your eyes off of it. Mm. Um, there's very few like down moments in the film except for like this this kind of interplay between like this horny woman and a German professor. Oh yeah, my which, favorite character. Which we'll get into. But um, <laughs> so... Uh, so Margaret goes to dance to get some cocaine and the soap actor guy uh, tries to pick her up and mm-hmm. goes goes back to her place and uh, ends up raping her. The scene goes on for a while and was fairly traumatic, but I think for effect and it like mm-hmm. it really puts you on Margaret's side and makes you understand like all of her motives for what she's doing in the film. Yeah, Margaret's really the only um, 
uh, character you really care about. In this. Right. And, and it makes sense because there's like this unbelievable and deeply toxic misogyny that runs deeply through everything in the yeah. film. Like every, every scene she goes to, like every person she meets, there's like this deep misogyny within them. Even her lesbian girlfriend yeah. is deeply misogynistic. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, you, you can't help but feel for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, that goes on, um, it's a real fucking bummer, right? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. The first of many, yeah. uh, essay scenes. Right. Uh, so after that, there's a, a couple of like contrasting scenes that are really interesting. And actually there's three scenes that intercut each other. Um, but mostly first off, it's a scene between Margaret having lunch with her girlfriend mm-hmm. And they get the money because uh, she lets uh, this, like, junky neighbor who's a real asshole, yeah. like, use her, her works yeah. uh, to shoot up heroin. So her mm-hmm. spoon and her, mm-hmm. her needle and stuff like that, which was a big reason that, like, it, the AIDS epidemic hit, like, New York, like, yeah. super hard mm-hmm. back in those days. Um, but uh, so after that scene, uh, she goes to lunch with her girlfriend, and then Jimmy goes and has lunch with his mom mm. uh, who is like a, a news reporter, like a journalist or something mm. like that. She's a writer for something. Um, and she's like pretty well to do. And uh, he asked for money from her yeah. in like an absolutely great scene where, <laughs> where she like tries to ask him something and he just speaks over her and he, he's like, I need money, mom. <laughs> uh, it's the, the acting is great. And yeah. once again, like Anne Carlisle, like absolutely owns every scene that mm. she's in, in this yeah. movie. And like, yeah, the dinner with her girlfriend, like mm-hmm. Margaret cut off all of her hair mm-hmm. and feeling bummed after her experience from the night before. For and right and the and meanwhile her girlfriend's just talking about dumb shit <laughs> yeah she does she doesn't care about her really it's it's really fucked up yeah she's just like talking about i talk, sharing that weird story about her mom mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh i think this the the ending of this scene at least for um uh jimmy and his mom is mm-hmm. like one of my favorite parts of the movie mm-hmm. uh she the mom asks can I give you a lift uptown? And Jimmy says, no, I'm going down, <laughs> which is like such, such an interesting thing and such like a, a weird prophetic thing in the film yeah. uh, that I think is like very intentional. Mm-hmm. And I just really like, yeah, I, I did. I did. There is a lot of really good dial, like just, just, uh, funny things a lot of people say in this it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. it's making me crack up a couple times yeah the, the script is so like unique yeah it's it's one of the most unique scripts i've i've ever like people, seen performed they, they, and they talk in very bizarre ways and i was trying to wonder if it was intentional or it was like the script and translation just, yeah 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 i wonder if yeah i wonder if it was because like there's the translate but then again like ann carl wrote it so yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so i don't know um so after this, uh, Jimmy's mom leaves dinner and then goes back to her place where she runs in to your favorite character, apparently, the German doctor. Oh, no, I like Sylvia. Oh, you like Sylvia. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, I like her, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. she's obsessed with shrimp. She is obsessed with shrimp. <laughs> she's, <laughs> it was making me laugh the entire yeah. time. Okay, so, so the, we have uh, Sylvia, who's Jimmy's mom. Yeah. Uh, and she goes back home. And it's interesting. Everyone's, like, interconnected in this film. Mm. Like, everyone kind of meets everyone else at one point or another. Mm-hmm. It's one of those we- 
weird, like everything's connected films, mm. maybe kind of like Magnolia, except Magnolia is like at the end. Oh yeah. Um, but like everyone kind of like meets everyone else at some point, which mm. is interesting. Um, so, uh, we're introduced to the German doctor and, uh, uh, Sylvia asks if he wants to come up for dinner. Uh, oh yeah, and also the German doctor was talking to that old guy before. Him. Oh yeah, yeah. Before yeah. that, we have uh, our introduction to the doctor, where he talks to an acting professor who's mm-hmm. like his friend. Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't know what I can do because uh, because the German doctor's like, I'm studying UFOs. Yeah. And there's a UFO somewhere here on a roof that I I, I saw through my telescope mm. from the Empire State Building. This German doctor is the, also the only person in this movie who cares about the aliens. <laughs> he's he's the only <laughs> single person. You could you could say that Margaret cares. Yeah. In yeah. a different way. Though. In a different way. Yeah. She's, um, she, uh, she's only kind kind of aware that you're mm-hmm. even there because like the aliens are completely invisible. Yeah, you don't you don't see the aliens. No, so no, you like, you see their craft. Barely. You see their craft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see, yeah, but like the aliens are invisible, so it's mm-hmm. like yeah, and almost kind of just like the aliens are a complete like in the background type thing throughout this entire movie almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. So after this, uh. We see that uh, Margaret has the acting teacher, the, the acting professor that we just saw, mm-hmm. over to her place, and in, in that way, another like interconnection of mm-hmm. like everyone like kind of interacts with each other at some point in this film. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the acting professor asks why Margaret uh, dresses chooses to dress like a hooker, and um, it, it, she has like this great monologue about like how she chooses to, and it's like her freedom to, and like how mm-hmm. like queerness is part of her identity mm-hmm. and a whole lot of stuff like that. And it's, it's really great. And I think there's like this great, like unspoken truth to everything that Margaret says in this film. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, it, it casts her in such a sympathetic light that I think that's like intentional. Um, so after this, like, uh, she's like, after negging her for a bunch, the professor is like, Oh, I want to fuck you. And she's like, no, you should just leave. But he fucks her anyway, kind of against her will, like making like this is the second guy who just hasn't like cared about consent at Mm. all in this film. And like non-consensual sex is like a big kind of sticking point in this film. Mm. Um, And so immediately after sex, we go and like see or like as the guy's coming, the professor's coming, we see this uh, interesting experimental like view of him through like Mm. these kind of like uh different colored negatives of the film and then we see like something like exploding out Mm -hmm. into like a big bloom of explosion and we learn that uh he's dead yeah there's this like glass thing glass like shard thing in the back of his head Mm -hmm. uh and he's just fucking dead do you think like this movie is also kind of like because um like an allegory for AIDS. I, this is before they knew about AIDS, isn't it? Mm. Or? Yeah. I wonder. If, yeah. I think it's still going because it is because it, it is just, you know, like she's like because she's sexually assaulted at the <laughs> thing, and then basically everyone, everyone she, she has sleeps sex with has dies. dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Afterwards. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was. I mean, when did they find out about AIDS? One sec. They find out. Out. <laughs> AIDS. Yeah, it was, um, it was, this was released in 1983. 1981. Uh, mm. the, well, the disease is first mentioned in 1982 in the New York Times. Mm. Um, so, but people had been dying for a decade at that point. But yeah. So this was made like right around the time it was like actually becoming known, and mm. so it it might be. 
Hmm. If it is, it's a very interesting allegory, and yeah. I, I didn't think of it in that way at all. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's an interesting idea. Um, so uh, after this, uh, Margaret's girlfriend comes home, and she decides to do a death poem for the professor. And this <laughs> is like a great scene. I love this scene. It's super fucking weird. Yeah, like the professor's just like dead, and like <laughs> has like a weird halo. They put a LED halo, halo over him, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of like. Yeah, and does the poem. Yeah, does a poem about how he's going to hell. Yeah. And she says she's going to hell too, but at least she knew no she's going to hell. Whereas <laughs> like he, he has no idea. Mm. Um and uh at this point, uh, Margaret's girlfriend decides she wants to uh fuck fuck the corpse. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we, we have this we have this also like interchanging with another scene, uh going back and forth to uh, Jimmy's mom, Sylvia, trying mm. to uh, fuck the German professor yeah. and, like, order Chinese food. Or she talks about all the shrimp she wants to eat. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> she, she gets, like, all five different types of shrimp the fucking Chinese place has. Yeah. And she talks about Chinese food a bunch, and this guy is so clueless that she yeah. is trying to f- suck his dick. Which is crazy. Like, he's a weird, horny German. Like, he would be like, oh, of course, yes. Uh, of, <laughs> of course, we, we shouldn't have any sex in. That's what, yeah. that's, that's, that's what we call it. It shouldn't have any sex in. And this, this, the scene where she's, like, talking about all the different shrimps was really mm-hmm. funny. And then, like, she... Then throughout the rest of the movie, she occasionally references shrimp in mm-hmm. some way. And every time she did, I laughed. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, and, you know, uh, I, I believe, I think this even predates the novel of uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, 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 because I wrote that up. Yeah. I think this is the original Bubba Gump. Original Bubba Gump shrimp? Sylvia, the horny, <laughs> horny milf. Is, Sylvia Gump. Yeah, Sylvia Gump. <laughs> um. How about how about the uh, the Bubba Trump shrimp company? Does that exist? No, but it should, right? Uh, I think you should um, uh, copyright that immediately. Mm-hmm. The bu- like it could, it could be like we could open up a shrimp restaurant yeah. called Bubba Trump shrimp. A fucking yeah, that that only serves fucking races. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you see that thing that was going on around online? Uh, it's like uh, there's a uh, a Trump. Um, uh, Acai bowl restaurant no, that in sounds, California. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of new age fucking <laughs> yeah. weirdos have gotten into MAGA shit. It, it makes true. sense. Yeah, their brains are fucking melted anyway. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's just like melted like the acai bowls. Fucking a, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Jimmy's mom. It keeps on going back and forth uh, yeah. to different scenes, but uh, like one of the through lines is Jimmy's mom really just is trying to fuck the. The professor. Yeah. And he's just like not getting it. And he yeah, like she, sets she wanted, up. She wanted to eat his shrimp. Right, right. And she, <laughs> and they set up the, you know, in order to see the alien, he sets up his uh, like telescope in the room, but they can see directly into Margaret's apartment. Mm-hmm. So they, they see the dead body. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, a dead body. And then they don't mm-hmm. even, they, they don't, it just kind of is like completely. Forgot. Lost over. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it's like the, it. the dead body of the guy I was just talking to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just like, no, let's move this. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty great. Uh, and so Margaret's girlfriend tries to fuck the dead professor, and she's like, no, don't do it. And then they end up uh, almost getting into a knife fight over it. Yeah, the knife is, fight was really funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was, <laughs> it was, it was kind of like one of those. It was felt like kind of a wasted scene. Like they didn't mm. need it to go on that long. It did give a little bit of tension though. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I thought I thought like one of them was. Oh, I, oh, I thought like the the girlfriend was gonna get killed mm-hmm. at that point. But. Yeah, so the girlfriend is like disappointed, and she's like, "I'm gonna go get booze," and leaves the apartment. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the fucking. Um, the guy sees this, the German professor sees it through his telescope and he's like, I gotta go warn her. So, <laughs> and horny mom is like, Hey, uh, I got Chinese food coming. And he's <laughs> like, sorry, my duty calls more than, sh- than shrimp. Yeah. And she's like, no, there's nothing. This is my house. And, uh, shrimp take precedence. Take, yep. Shrimp takes precedence. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, uh, <laughs> so, but he leaves anyway to go to the, to the liquor store mm-hmm. to tell her. And, uh, and she thinks he's in the FBI or, yeah. or like, yeah, a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which Margaret's is funny. Girlfriend. Like, like, a yeah. German cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. Morgan. But yeah, and this is even before like, um, you know, we had like Arnold Schwarzenegger playing um, American cops and all true, the movies. True. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's reasonable to assume like a first or second generation, you know, yeah. person could be a cop. It's, it's I true. mean, and if you get to have c- citizenship, I think you're eligible to be a cop pretty much anywhere mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. It's not like serving in the military or anything, but they'll let you serve in the military if you're a citizen, no matter what, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Doing, so they needed extra people to die. Yes. Lots of extra people to die. <laughs> Lots of extra people. Um, <laughs> so, uh, after this, we have another really just like pretty pretty fucking awful scene where uh, <laughs> there's like this junkie guy who lives in the same building as Margaret. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who used uh, is his her girlfriend's works earlier. Yeah, and he comes back and he just tries to get Margaret to have sex with him, and eventually she like relents and she's like, you know what, just fucking do it to me because you're nothing. Yeah, and basically like I don't know gives like. Not really consent, but mm. consent. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, when he comes, he did. He did. He motherfucking did. <laughs> he came so hard, he died. Yeah. Yeah, I actually know someone whose grandma uh, fucked a guy, and he died while they were having sex. She oh, fucked wow. him to death, which is pretty cool as fuck honestly i wonder how that how how you found that story out did she just bring it up at like thanksgiving no my my, my friend just says stuff like that uh, I, i'm sure her grandma is, i'm sure the apple doesn't fall far from the tree oh yeah 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 i mean <laughs> her grandma i guess is a real freak freak of the week oh and yeah so she's, she's freak of the week she's happy to to you know tell cool stuff like yeah, that like, she was a nancy reagan oh yeah yeah, yeah. Throat goat. Throat goat, yeah. <laughs> Fucking glizzy, glizzy queen. Glizzy gulper. Here. Glizzy gulper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this guy is dead, and uh, Margaret's like, fuck, another guy died. Hey, uh, and then she talks to the alien out the window, and she's like, please, no more bodies. And yeah. his body just, like, disappears. It looks like, like, crumpled up foil disappeared. Yeah. And honestly, an awesome effect that I loved. Yeah, the effect was pretty good, mm-hmm. like, uh, for what it was, like, uh for the time, you know, it's yeah. like it's interesting that the professor's body doesn't disappear, but it might. I don't know. They don't end mm-hmm. up looking at the body later. So no, it, it kind of com- it, it kind of comes up because they don't. They isn't that the body they put on the um on the balcony? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there is like a a, point a box where, up on the balcony, but yeah. it, they don't open the box, so there might yeah. be a dead body in there. We don't know. Yeah, because there is a point at one uh, at one point you think they're gonna like other people are gonna discover the body, but they don't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we never know if there's a mm-hmm. bo- it's like it's Schrodinger's corpse yeah <laughs> like he could be there he could not yeah so uh margaret's sitting there pretty fucked up and mm-hmm. uh suddenly everyone starts to come in uh because they're having a photo shoot on her roof yeah 
uh, which they talked about in the club like the night before. There's mm-hmm. this guy who looks exactly like um, uh, what Fred Schneider or whatever from the B-52s. Yeah, like the the photographer guy. Yeah, the photographer. Yeah, like, was, he, lo- he looks like Tom Kenny with a mustache. I was trying to figure out who, because like I was like, no, why he looks exactly look- like the guy from the B fifty two. Yeah, I, I, I was like trying to look him up. I, I don't mm-hmm. think they did. They say his name was Steven. I, can't, I, don't, I don't remember. I was he's try- I was he's not to- a very notable actor or anything, no. but he, he looks like the guy from the B fifty two. Yeah, he, he looks so recognizable mm-hmm. to me. I'm like, where do I know this guy from? Yeah, he also looks exactly like um, <laughs> Tom Kenny from uh, the guy who plays SpongeBob. Yeah, him with a mustache, like when he. When he was when he was on like um, uh, Mr. Show and he had a mustache, yeah. he looks exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, just a real like twinky guy. Yeah, and um, this is the, and this scene, you can tell everyone's high as fuck in this scene. Everyone's high as fucking like every scene. Yeah, but this one you can see like how like you see everyone's eyes are just red, mm-hmm. <laughs> like which and, is weird because apparently uh, according to um, some some notes I saw, the cocaine that they used was actually sugar. Really? Yeah, they weren't doing actual cocaine in there. Really? Uh-huh. I assume like they were. I was and it, just, like, it doesn't really look like like decent powder cocaine. No, no. So. Th- now that you're saying, yeah, it did look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just assume like because it looked like everyone was high as fuck in this scene, mm-hmm. so I just assume they were just like, we're just gonna do some real coke on screen. Why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, and they, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so so they decide to you know have basically a big like drug party along with a photo shoot for yeah. the fashion mat for Midnight Fashion Magazine. Oh, yeah, we're getting a peek at how things. I mean, I'm sure stuff probably still works that way in the fashion world. Yeah. <laughs> just like no, t- it's definitely it's all the yeah, cocaine. Yeah, so, just like pass the coke around. But mm. I will say like I. I uh, I thought this scene moved a very good pace. Like I thought it was very, it was very visually interesting, and I like and they and also like the sky they caught at night and mm-hmm. above New York. Like I thought oh. it looked incredible. And and so they actually shot this film at uh, Anne Carlyle's New York apartment. Really? So this this is Damn, actually where she was living at the time. I mean, which I, would be worth like millions yeah. today. And back, but, but this, back in New yeah. York in the early '80s, it was probably like dog shit, dog dirt cheap. Oh yeah, yeah. And so like, God, I, I fucking with rent control. Oh my God, that would be the place. That would, that would be, be the place. place. Yeah, she had a really cool spot. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, and like the. It was really, really good views of New York, mm-hmm. like, um, and the sky was like mm. purplish, yeah, and looked amazing. And like, they're, they're, they do an interesting it, thing here with like audiovisual stuff, where mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, Margaret's being interviewed by mm-hmm. like this fashion magazine person, mm-hmm. and she keeps on like calling her weird and stuff like that. Yeah, and it'll like show pictures of the photo shoot, and uh, it'll have like she'll be like. Um, I'll actually do it with uh, with effects. It'll okay. it'll be like a, hey, you're weird, 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 tacky, yeah. And it's 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 really interesting, and they use like yeah. a lot of effects on it and stuff. Yeah, and it's it's very like experimental, mm-hmm. early like sound experiment stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I thought. Yeah, I thought this was like moving along, and also like her um, girlfriend was like, I keeps trying to like embarrass her throughout the entire movie. She does, and like kind of like you know try to like call her like a poser, or, like and calls uh, her a bitch. Yeah, and... calls her a bitch. She's like she's from Connecticut, right? Like, yeah, this and... this wasp cunt is from Connecticut. Yeah, and, like and so like when the whole party comes in or like the photo shoot, like 
she like her girlfriend just sitting on the bed with like photos of her as a child mm-hmm. of, of her girlfriend as a child be like check these out and it, and it, on the screen it just flashes all the different pictures of Anne Carlyle like as, as a kid as a kid and, yeah. and you know you see yeah you see her like glow up and grow up and it's yeah. it's, it's actually like kind of endearing yeah but she's, like, but oh, she's trying Carlyle. to like embarrass her or something right be like look how look how lame she is actually yeah. like she's not mm-hmm. actually this cool yeah, it's it's pretty pretty bad. Yeah, um, her, but, her girlfriend kind of sucks. <laughs> but ev- ev- everyone here basically sucks. Because, everyone sucks. Everyone because does also suck. at this photo shoot we have Jimmy, mm-hmm. um, and it's a photo shoot of Jimmy and Margaret. Mm-hmm. And at some point they're like, "Who's the new Miss America?" And they're like, "Jimmy's the new Miss America." Yeah. <laughs> and then other people think that Margaret is the new Miss America, mm-hmm. and. Um, they're like, hey, let's make a series out of this and let's make the last uh, photo series like Jimmy and Margaret fucking. It'll yeah. we'll call it the two Miss Americas. <laughs> and so everyone like dares uh, Jimmy and Margaret to fuck. And uh, Jimmy's like, I can't fuck you. <laughs> and then starts like insulting Margaret and just like denigrating her. Mm-hmm. And she's just like taking it. And it's 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 a really kind of difficult but powerful scene, I think. Yeah, he's like stepping on her foot and like mm-hmm. putting all this pressure on her foot and Yeah, just being a fucking dick and a bully and uh and so she's like, Yeah, you know what? I am nothing mm-hmm. and you're beautiful. You're the most beautiful boy. <laughs> Let me see your beautiful cock. Yeah. And so like and then like like all the cameramen and everyone are standing around going, Do it, yeah. do it. And this chant goes on for minutes and mm-hmm. it, it like becomes hypnotic and at the very same time very unsettling. And I, I, I did like um yeah, it, it pans across the room and mm-hmm. everyone's really just like looking fucked Coked up. out. And just like an evil. And yeah. like cause they're like they're trying to get like them to just like have sex against you know both of them have sex against their will with yeah, each for other. the most part yeah. and so it's just like um yeah it was, it was pretty good i thought there's a lot of good framing in this scene mm-hmm. too especially when it showed like the one guys um who were standing in the doorway leading to the outside mm-hmm. like there was a good fr- there was a good framing of like of, of the guy of everyone at the party and yeah, yeah. i really i really like this scene yeah and so um margaret blows jimmy and uh like the the photographer guys like look at yourself and like holds up a mirror to Jimmy and Jimmy like looks at himself while he's getting blown and uh, comes and then disappears <laughs> yeah dies and disappears um and uh, it's kind of explained sorked to death yeah it, it, it's kind of explained around this point um going back and forth with the professor mm-hmm. uh, that the alien is in essence like seeking heroin and. Mm-hmm. But the orgasm is very much like heroin, and it's like a very similar molecule. And so the alien is now seeking this molecule, the orgasm molecule, mm-hmm. and saps it from humans and basically like kills them to harvest mm-hmm. their orgasm chemicals. <laughs> yeah, because we really like don't see like there's only like really one scene where we really see anyone u- using heroin, right? And um, but yeah, because then yeah, and everyone they work through uh, Margaret to just like sw- get swerked to death. Yeah, yeah. You know? Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. That's, yeah. Get sorked. Get sorked. Get sorked. Uh, yeah. I mean, I bet his parties are like that that fucking cocaine party. Oh, yeah. Definitely. He does so much coke, that guy. He oh, fucking I'm sure. loves coke. He's gotten caught with it in airports and shit. It's pretty cool. He's not Medi- cool, but medis- that's pretty it's cool. Med- it's medicinal. Yeah. I mean, it's it's honestly, it's like, 
you know, he's written some good shit. Yeah. He's written a lot of bad shit. But, like, yeah. I, I'd, uh, I'd say, like, The Social Network is a strong script, and he's done shit. I thought so, yeah. I think he did A Few Good Men or something like that. Really? I think so. Um, but he's he's done good scripts here and there. Yeah. But. I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems to be just, like, right cranking them out. So it's like, you oh, know. he'd be cranking. So he'd it's cranking just like, you know, not everything could be a banger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... After Jimmy disappears, a lot of people leave uh, her apartment, but a lot of people stay. And she has, uh, at this point, what is my favorite scene in the film, like, hands down. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's, like, in, like, what looks like a darkened room uh, and just putting, like, this this white makeup on Mm. uh, and basically... Saying, like, how she, like, kills everything, or she fucks everything that she kills, uh, and she, like, kind of goes over Maybe her. Maybe think like, of that Gigi Allen song. Yeah, yeah. I kill everything I fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very Gigi Allen. Yeah. Does this predate Gigi Allen, I think? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe he wrote it about this. Yeah, he did. Uh, this, this movie is very punk. But yeah, inspired Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. inspired Gigi Allen. Yeah. Uh, but Margaret gives this incredible monologue here about like being used and used up and mm-hmm. just like being tired of this whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's super powerful. Uh, I loved this fucking scene. And then at the very end, she's like, let's go to the club. And it's <laughs> like, uh, okay. And so like they get into – oh, actually, I'm sorry. I totally missed one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so Margaret's girlfriend, after Jimmy disappears, Margaret's girlfriend is like, uh, I bet you can fuck me and I won't disappear. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't die. And she's like, what? Like, don't do not do this. And her girlfriend is, like, all coked out and, like, bets <laughs> a guy $300 mm-hmm. that, uh, that she won't die if she fucks. And the guy's like... Uh, I don't know. And the guy's like, what? You don't, she's like, you don't think I'll die? And the guy's like, I don't know if watching you fuck is worth $300, <laughs> which is a great line. Yeah. Um, yeah. And $300 1983 money. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. That buys so much cocaine, baby. <laughs> that buys a, like a, yeah, like a full, like, that's a, that's a house payment. Yeah. That's a full, like, body length mirror full of cocaine, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and so her girlfriend basically, like, rapes her in front of everybody. Yeah, and, scissoring her. Yeah, and her girlfriend yeah. comes, and guess what? Disappears. Yep, yep just slurped up into the, the slurped atmosphere. Up. Gets slurped up. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, did you watch American Gods? I did. Yeah. I watched the first season. Yeah, that's the only one that's really good, but mm-hmm. Backwiss, like, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the fertility goddess who mm. sucks people in through her vagina. Right, right, right. And maybe think of that. Or just like, Hell yeah, I would love that. Yeah, she would just go and like get That's really the way I want to go. And then just like shove the person down to her vagina and mm. consume them. Swallow me whole, baby. Yeah, they get to go into a cool inner space inside of her vagina and that rocks. float around. Yeah. That rules, dude. <laughs> Must be pretty nice. Don't have to go to work. Don't have to go to work. Just get to float in a pussy all day. Yeah, float in the pussy. Why not? Love that pussy float, baby. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. It's just like a pool party every afternoon, but you wanna you wanna dank pussy baby. Dank pussy. Also, like uh, a was uh, the lawyer in that um, Strange New Worlds episode. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, Una's maybe former girlfriend. Maybe. Yeah, Una's maybe former girlfriend. Maybe probably. <laughs> sapphic, 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 sapphic. Um. So, yeah, so after her girlfriend dies, Margaret gives this monologue about being used. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, let's go to the club. 
Yeah. <laughs> I did like how when she's putting on makeup, like mm-hmm. it's completely black, and then she's putting on glow-in-the-dark makeup. Yeah, yeah. And it, her, her, this... her, her face slowly appears yeah. Yeah, as she puts more on. Right, and it's so cool, and like the monologue is like powerful and like mm-hmm. really well-presented, and I just loved this, this mm-hmm. whole part of the film. Yeah. So... She goes to the club, uh, and everyone tries to get in the taxi cab with her, but she just goes alone, it's, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah. She just, like, closes the door and leaves. Plus, all, all of those people sucked. They did. They, they were all uh, users and abusers. They were and, awful. Yeah. <laughs> just fashion people, you know? Yeah. Uh, so she goes to the club, and she sees the guy who raped her from earlier, the, mm-hmm. the soap opera guy, and she's like, uh, you're amazing. I want you to come back to my place. And mm-hmm. so they go back to her place, and guess what? He gets sorked. She gets sorked. She mm-hmm. fucks him and he gets sorked. And she's like, and so she goes to the window and she's like, hey, that's that's it, alien. That's everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's 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 the deal now? And suddenly, guess who appears? German professor. German professor. German professor's back. And he's like, hey, listen, you're in great danger. And she's like, what the fuck do you mean I'm in great danger? He's <laughs> like the aliens. She's like, what do you know about that? And mm-hmm. uh, he's like, you, you must leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she doesn't know what to do about this because she's like kind of in love with the alien. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so eventually the professor goes leaves, has that shrimp dinner. Yeah, you know <laughs> he's I mean? like, you know what? I gotta play the shrimp and I'm. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go get. I got shrimp. some hot shrimp, baby. Yeah, some hot shrimp and a, a fucking milf with a, a fucking perm. They're gonna go to Red Lobsters. All you can eat shrimp. Oh, uh, dude, I I went to that. I ate sixty two goddamn shrimp. Told me about that. Sixty two motherfucking shrimp, baby. <laughs> That's insane. I was I I felt a certain way. I was full for like the whole day after that. <laughs> My God, way too much protein, man. I I, yeah. I had like testosterone for the You're first like, time in a while. Yeah, you just gotta I feel like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Oh. Can't ima- I can imagine your BMs after that must no. have been just like just it's like smells like the sea. Yeah, it smelled like shrimp ramen. Really. Shrimp ramen, yeah. yeah, which smells like a BM in itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. So um, the the professor explains before he leaves that uh, you know he he goes through again that the. Uh, alien is basically looking for like a heroin type substance and mm-hmm. instead he's going for the orgasm and she's mm-hmm. like how do you know that and he's like i can't say that because he can't say that he's been looking into her window and shit yeah um <laughs> but uh so yeah i've know. been hanging out with a, uh, with a horny milf who loves mm-hmm. shrimp and we've just been our in our spare time we just watch you out <laughs> through <Yeah>. a telescope <laughs> oh. So the professor leaves, uh, and then so the I thought it was funny that he just leaves. It's like uh-huh. this is this is his life's work, right? Right. <laughs> but just, I mean, what are you gonna say if someone tells you to leave, you leave? Yeah, um, yeah, sure. But then so Sylvia, the horny mom, like kind of goes after him to see mm-hmm. where he's at. Uh, as does the uh, the the junkie's girlfriend from earlier was like throwing a party, and he mm-hmm. just disappeared to go do a sexual assault on in the yeah. penthouse, mm-hmm. uh, and he disappeared. So she's going to look for him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a couple people are just going up to the penthouse, and they take the elevator together. And at this time, uh, Margaret gets the idea to take a bunch of heroin on the roof mm-hmm. in order to attract the alien to maybe take her with her or something like mm-hmm. that. So she does a bunch of heroin and then like runs towards the craft as it begins to depart. And she's like, no, you can't leave. You can't leave and shoots up and runs after it mm-hmm. and uh, goes to the very top of the roof as uh, Sylvia and 
the the junkie guy's uh, girlfriend, former girlfriend, because he's dead now. Yeah, uh, arrive <laughs> and they see. Uh, Margaret probably, I think, being beamed up into outer space. Yeah. She might be being, you know, killed, but I'm not a... I, I think she's being beamed up to go be with the alien at yeah, this point. Yeah, she's going to go be with the aliens. Like, they're gonna, they're all going to go see Carolyn and orgasms together. Yeah, and that's the end of the fucking film. Yeah. It's like, just, like, suddenly ends. And then it's... Just, and then uh, another, like... Yeah, the very grating soundtrack. So Yeah, oh my God. Let's go over some of the themes in this film and like mm-hmm. what, what it kind of said about stuff. So I think it had a lot to say about punk and the punk scene mm-hmm. and like fashion and punk. Yeah. And how they like kind of intertwine. Yeah, the German professor kind of talks like, yeah, like I think isn't there a speech where he's just like like the aliens like have been here before and now it's like you know other heroin subcultures and now it's like with the the punk scene yeah 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 which makes sense you know Mm. i'm sure they were using tons of heroin back then oh yes (laughs) in the punk scene in new york yeah a hundred percent um you know, it goes through, like, trauma and sexual assault a lot mm-hmm. in this, which, I mean, for some viewers may be, like, very unappealing and stuff. And I actually forgot to the extent of, like, how much sexual assault and trauma there is in this. And I watched this with my girlfriend last night while um, while playing Hello Kitty Monopoly. And she was like, whoa, that's kind of fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't remember the scene going on, like, this long. Yeah. Um, but it does it for effect, I think, and, like, mm-hmm. says a lot about, like, the deep misogyny running deep within basically every culture, at least every culture that, like, Margaret interacts with. Yeah, I mean, the Tom Kenny guy definitely looks like he probably actually <laughs> has uh-huh. actually assaulted someone in real life. Yeah, uh, I, there is one scene that's great, though, um, where uh, uh, someone asks Margaret about, like, people at the club, and she's like, oh, don't people in the club fuck? And she's like, nobody at the club fucks. Everyone's gay. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. I mean... It's kind of that way now. Like, everyone at the club is gay now, except they all fuck, which they is cool. They all be fucking, yeah. They all be fucking, because it's not illegal anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. I was, like, uh, when I was, like, 18, I knew um, a woman who was, like, a bouncer at a uh, gay club in D.C., mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, all my job is is keeping people from having sex in the bathroom. Basically, yeah. <laughs> she's just like, she's just she's like, yeah, just pretty much just one talking. person allowed at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's her. That's ninety five percent of her job. Yeah, like just bathroom patrol, making sure people aren't fucking in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all fucked in a public restroom. Not me. <laughs> to shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I only go there for crapping. Yeah. You ever try to blumpkin? No, no. Why not? Because I don't know. That sounds horrible. <laughs> for who? Yeah, the person giving it to you, but not you. Yeah. You ever like have a double release man? No. I mean, you've certainly had like a cum fart before. No. You've never farted when you came? Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Not farting outcome. Oh, okay. Oh, I, no. I thought you meant like. No, oh, I'm, I'm gonna like the fart. dream I'm, scenario. Come fart. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like you know. Oh, I'm gonna fart and no. Oh, I farted and came at the same time. No. <laughs> I you imagine, wish. Can you imagine? I, the world would be such a different place. God, work would be such a nightmare. Yeah. Like, I'd just be like, I'd be like, okay, is, okay, is, you know, instead of like, okay, is this gonna be a shirt? Okay, mm-hmm. am I gonna have a a commert? 
Dude, every day, fucking every every day of your life would be that one fucking like world star video of the guy getting twerked on where he comes in his pants. Oh god, that yeah. was that was like a nightmare. That guy was like, that guy was handcuffed to the floor. Yeah, and like and surrounded by people and had the front of his pants put onto a jumbotron. The fucking uh, I think one of the best comments I saw on that was like. Uh, so like Danny Boyle has been working his entire career to create a scene with this like immense visceral reaction. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is like everything that like uh, uh, Requiem for a Dream like wants to be. <laughs> yeah. Like this is, yeah. Just like massive public humiliation and, mm -hmm. and you're completely helpless on the floor, like chained and you can't do anything to stop it. It's like, a, it's like one of those dreams. No, it is definitely a dream. That's like, like if that guy like doesn't kill himself, I'd be surprised. Yeah, that's like such an epic level. Like, cause now, hopefully, his name didn't get published. God. Well, they bl they blurred his identity in the video. Okay, so, good. Like, I mean, that's good. I yeah. hope. I hope. I hope his name never gets out because that guy will never live down that fucking shame. No, no, no. And I mean, he people deserve to have lives. You know, is yeah. as funny as that is, as fucking objectively hilarious as that is, like. You should be kept anonymous. Yeah, you should be kept anonymous. Uh, anyway, so this film also has a lot to say about queerness. And there's mm -hmm. like a specific scene when um, there's actually a couple specific scenes, but uh, mostly when uh, she's talking with her former acting professor who then fucks her and dies, um, mm -hmm. where Margaret is like, uh, like boy, girl, like, what does it matter? Like, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter, like, what I look like, how I dress, like, who I have sex with. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, it's a great statement, especially for, like, the early 80s. It's mm -hmm. something you don't see in film really at all. No. And it's like, this film is, like, especially for the 80s, incredibly subversive. Yeah. Like, it's it's more subversive than, like, your average Grindhouse film in, the, in that, like, it expresses different values than a Grindhouse film does. Mm -hmm. And its protagonists, like, play by different rules. Mm -hmm. They're not, like, morally upstanding exactly. Mm -hmm. But they have their own morals that they live by. Yeah. You know, they live by a code. And, like, Margaret especially, like, mm -hmm. you know, lives by an interesting code that I think is, like, you know, fundamental and awesome. And, like, mm -hmm. you know, if I could kill with my kill kill mm -hmm. people I don't like with my penis, I'd be fucking a lot of pe more people <laughs> I don't like, you know? If I could just make someone come and, like, be done with them forever, yeah. I would be fucking and sucking my way to success, baby. God, there would be, like, you know, all the all the, all the the down-low Republicans out there. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. They'd just be like, why are they, there's, why is this huge, uh, Huge genocide of <laughs> our senators happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start with Lindsey Graham. Yeah, I'll start with Lindsey Graham. Gonna make him come so hard he uh, so, gets transported to another dimension. We'll go to that big Iran in the sky. Because <laughs> he's, he's like in, in heaven, bombing Iran. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie also had a lot to say about fashion. Um, uh, you know, it, it had, you know, a fundamental point of the, the film is like a fashion show and a fashion shoot. Yeah. The fashion shoot and the, uh, and, and stuff was, was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was very interesting. I thought I liked, yeah. When it's showing the photos of the, the things that are taken, I thought the photos were pretty cool. Like mm -hmm. the makeup and the, and the, um, stuff they were doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of wonder how, how much of that was pre-planned or wonder if like it was just like, they're just making it as a kind of winging it yeah winging I, I, I feel like it was a little more winged than, yeah yeah I, I feel like there's a lot of authenticity this to this film mm -hmm. and it, it feels like there was a very unique vision to this film that was actually followed through on pretty well mm -hmm. and so in as much as like the the roger ebert school of thought that like 
uh, it's not what a film is about, it's how it's about it. Like, mm-hmm. I thought this film was a lot of, was a good film about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but I do have, I do have some criticisms. Soundtrack, soundtrack, soundtrack. The music is weird, unsettling, and like a lo-fi synth. It was done on like yeah. an I- iconic, like pioneering keyboard at the time, yeah. uh, the the firm and something or other, and it adds like a very unsettling vibe to the film in a way that I would actually compare to, I would actually compare unfavorably to Twin Peaks. Mm. Twin Peaks succeeds in what this is trying to do with music, I think, yeah. in that it has a very limited soundtrack that like tries to set a very specific tone, but this soundtrack is almost too limited. Yeah, I have a bit of a, I have a clip of it if you want to listen to it. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Oops. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. Yeah, but that 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 music is playing for I'd say twenty percent of the film. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like they they give a lot of space to a lot of stuff, and the music doesn't run throughout the entire film, so it's not entirely jarring. Yeah. But they do have it in a lot of scenes and a lot of like. You know, every everything between the real action and substance of the film has that music in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't like that music, this movie will be jarring to you. <laughs> it will be very jarring. That's probably. I think it's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why I probably wouldn't rewatch. I mm-hmm. personally wouldn't rewatch this movie. Mm-hmm. Just like the soundtrack was like very. It, it was. I felt like I was being stabbed in the head with a ice pick. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I I mean, it's some, I've watched this movie 3 times, so mm-hmm. obviously I can get through the soundtrack, but it, it is my least favorite part of the film, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um I'd also say as you mentioned earlier, like the pacing is a bit jarring and mm-hmm. feel, feels more like a 1960s or 70s like film, mm-hmm. except the aesthetic is so like modern in the 80s and I'd say almost yeah. ahead of its time in the 80s. I would say yeah, it is kind of almost does have that sort of like pacing of like a 1950s like um um uh, monster movie a little bit yeah, yeah. because just, you you've been watching a lot of those recently yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah and like and it does sort of have like you know we don't have much of a budget so mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of talking yeah. people in rooms talking but mm-hmm. yeah i would say like i think if like if you were to clean this movie up like cut 30 minutes out mm-hmm. Like make it a tight like eighty five. Make it a tight eighty five. Like I think it would be. I think I think it would be, and also completely change the soundtrack. Right, right. <laughs> I think I think I think it would even be even more popular than it is. But that'd, yeah. be, that'd be an interesting. Um, that would be an interesting project to mm-hmm. like re-edit it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, so the they just uh, Vinegar Syndrome just did a four K update of it. Oh, uh, really? In twenty eighteen, and so mm-hmm. they have the original film the original dialogue and like all that shit. And so mm-hmm. that, that could be a possibility. But, uh, in 2014, uh, in an interview, Slava Zuckerman, uh, who made this film mm-hmm. said that they were, uh, trying to make a sequel. 
Interesting. Uh, starring Anne Carlyle mm. in the, the the role of Margaret again. Mm. And whoever's still probably living out of that group, because yeah. <laughs> who knows? They seem to be re- leading uh, rough lives. <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest. The AIDS epidemic was harsh in, in the 1980s yeah. in New York. Oh. That almost makes me think it, it could be like an inadvertent, like, like um, I think it's commentary. Inadvert- I don't think it's like because I, I look at I'm, sure, I'm sure like because uh, like I'm sure like you know the this the um, the um, the uh, groups that they operate within mm-hmm. you know they're suffering from the AIDS ep- epidemic for right. a while mm-hmm. and so it's just like so they're noticing their friends dying off and right like right. And, and then like so it's just like you know it almost is kind of like maybe like an unconscious way of like almost explaining like the deaths you might be there. right yeah so yeah it's just I, I wouldn't put it past them and, that's kind of thing, like, and if, if, if that's the case I think that makes the film even better than it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think I, I I think like with that lens like mm-hmm. oh this seems pretty yeah, pretty ahead of its time. And Incredibly like, ahead of yeah. its time, because this would have been like the same year that like AIDS was actually announced as like a reality. Yeah, and then and of course you know, and like, and that's the thing, like you know, Reagan and all the mm-hmm. others, like they were very slow at even acknowledging AIDS was even happening. Right. I mean, you, you don't have fucking like movies like with AIDS as a plot line until like I mean the mid '90s, really. Yeah, and that's and because like it was, at at first it was just primarily. You know, majorly seen in like the uh, gay community, gay LBGT, drug user, and and, and, uh, yeah. and uh, so it's like not so not not L. No, it yeah. was not seen in the lesbian community. <laughs> no, 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 no. The 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 BGT community. The BGT, yeah. I mean, the BG community really <laughs> more than anything. And so, like, uh, so it was like seen. It was like, like it was there. So like. You know, it was kind of seen as like a problem that was only affecting them, and mm-hmm. so it wasn't something that they felt needed to be addressed on a, yeah, on uh, a national scale. So last year, for the first time, uh, more straight people uh, got like uh, diagnosed with AIDS mm. than gay people, or like a higher percentage mm-hmm. per capita mm. of straight people got diagnosed with AIDS and HIV than gay people which is so it's 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 a straight disease now so so now that we've flipped the script can can we go to being like you fucking straight people with your straight diseases spreading a plague yeah because you know because and a big thing like is like people in the gay community take prep yeah and like which is a a preparatory like antiviral drug that like makes it so it's very difficult to contract aids Mm. Or HIV in the first place. Yeah, the drugs now are really great. Yeah, the preventative drugs yeah. are great. The drug cocktail for HIV AIDS mm-hmm. is really great. Like, it's no longer a death sentence. And, yeah. and like, literally, like, you're, you know, if you get it and it's managed, it, it takes no time off your life really yeah. anymore, which is crazy and fucking awesome. Yeah. And we love to fucking see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I do wonder if that's the case. I didn't read anything that mm. said it was, like, a comparison to, to AIDS or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. If it is, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it'd be interesting to, like, pick Ann Carlyle's brain about it. Yeah, definitely. Like, like uh, yeah, it's fine and so, see what what her what she what how she was thinking about it because yeah i mean she i'm sure she was probably mm-hmm. using at that time right or, and and knew and had like Maybe. you know, know gay people in her life or something oh definitely oh she definitely yeah. had gay people in her life are you kidding me yeah so like, look, I, look at her yeah she's, she's one of them <laughs> yeah, she's, she's one, of, one them. of the gay people in her life so like i'm wondering if that was kind of like yeah like this is almost like a response to just her mm-hmm. reality maybe yeah so, um, you know, at the time, critics were pretty divided on this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of people saw the artistic merit in it, and uh, 
the fact that it was like so low budget, it was made Ritz on. Dad gives two thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it. Um, it was made on just uh, half a million dollars, and mm. it uh, made over one point seven million dollars in its first month. And really, I, we, I, I don't have any like it, any, it any numbers it past an, that. It did have a national release. It did. Really? It did. Uh, yeah, it, it had like a limited release in New York and then a, a wider release. When I mean, my, me, when you told me your dad saw it, I just assumed like he went to like you went to some like art art house. So theater or I, something. I think he might have seen it when he was living in Philly. Okay. Uh, because that he, might make, they, they moved to Philly. My parents did for like two years in like 1982 or something. Mm, that would make sense. Yeah. So it, it might have been there, but it might have been Alaska, which is, would have been super. That would, that'd be really funny to be mm. playing in Alaska. Yeah, it really would. I mean, <laughs> now I guess I could, might be able to see it, but like, yeah. I don't know. Alaska is not a very queer or interesting place, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, looking at reviews from the time, uh, I watched the Siskel and Ebert review of this film. Oh, wow. Siskel and Ebert watched it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Roger Ebert did not like this movie. Mm. Uh, That's interesting because I feel like it's kind of up his alley because he wrote, um, didn't he write Faster Pussycat Kill Kill? Yeah, I think so. And so, yeah, I kind of, kind of seemed mm. like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an interesting weirdo, like, kind of exploitation, cinema, yeah. yeah, thing. Uh, but he said the plot was boring and the characters seemed stoned. They were <laughs> accusing many people of viewing the film as a fashion statement. And he's mm. like, oh, you know, you see a lot of punks going to this film, and I think it's a them doing it in a fashion statement. So he gave the film a thumbs up as a fashion show, but a thumbs down as a movie. Mm. Uh, and Siskel gave it a thumbs down, calling it rather unpleasant. Which I would say, yeah, it was kind of unpleasant, but like <laughs> as as like a statement, I think. I honestly, I, I I think it's unpleasant in the sense where it's like music wise and pacing wise. I yeah. feel those are I, th- too I think it's jarring and it's not like I don't think it's unpleasant so yeah. much as like it's unexpected yeah. and not like something you see. Yeah. But and, if you can get into it, I think it's a cool fucking movie and an interesting like experiment and I don't know what exactly they're trying to say with the film, but they're trying to say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah. apparently the movie's title Liquid Sky is a phrase which uh, used to describe heroin. That makes sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you cook it in the spoon, it probably mm-hmm. looks like a little sky. Yeah. I would say like the shots of the sky that they do have in this film do look really good. Mm-hmm. Like um yeah, it's like uh but yeah, no, I mean I think there's a lot of good shots in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just pacing wise and music wise, I think I think those are two things that could probably be like redone especially is vinegar syndrome you said like recutting it oh they already did they re- oh, released it in 4k oh really and i've got a rip of 10 uh 1080 from that 4k did release. they did they change anything about it or no okay no no same same movie mm. yeah um but as i said uh the director has said that they're trying to get together said 10 years ago mm. they were trying to get together a sequel i don't know if that's ever going to come out yeah 10 years i kind of doubt it yeah I mean, Anna Carl has to, Anne Carl has to be like what, like almost pushing 70 at this point. Mm-hmm. So, oh, probably, yeah, probably like, I mean, she looked pretty young in this. She probably mm-hmm. was like, what, 21, 22? Um, yeah, she was pretty young, I'm sure, pretty sure. Uh, yeah, she looked, she looked really young. I mean, yeah. so it's like probably mid 20s, I'd say, or yeah, maybe so late she, 20s. Yeah, yeah, she's probably like 65 at mm-hmm. most, yeah. So, uh, about five, Years after the movie debuted, uh, Anna Carlyle wrote a book called Liquid Sky, the novel, based on the mm. film, uh, which got published in 1987. Oh, cool. Which is pretty cool. Uh, the disco in this film was later converted into a Petco. 
<laughs> I, I read that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. That'd mm-hmm. be funny to go to the the Liquid Sky Petco. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, so Anne Carlyle playing dual roles was not originally planned. Apparently, mm. uh, she was supposed to play the character of Jimmy. Uh, or sorry, the actor who was supposed to play Jimmy dropped out of the project. So Anne's mm-hmm. like, I can do it. And I think Anne Carlyle is like the powerhouse in this film. And it's really disappointing. She never really acted in much anything again. Yeah. She was like in bit parts here and there, but like she shows so much promise as like a leading actor and actress in this. And it kind of makes sense. Cause like, you know, it is, it is interesting to like, yeah, the same one character be playing like the abuser and also the abused and just like, you know, she, like she like because it's saying a lot about misogyny and just mm-hmm. like, you know, um, and so it's like you're having like a, a woman play the male character mm-hmm. and just like kind of like, you know, reflecting the misogyny that they felt. And then like but they're giving it out as a, as a man themselves mm-hmm. and the thing. And, I, I, it's, and it, it was interesting. I was getting lots of like Tilda Swinton. Uh, yes. Like, yeah. Very, very Tilda Swinton. Especially from Suspiria, where um, mm. she plays multiple roles in Suspiria, and oh. particularly like the only male lead in and mm. the Suspiria remake is played by Tilda Swinton yeah, as yeah. an old man, and does a great job. Kind of disappears in that role, and but Tilda Swinton, you know, has that sort of like the kind of the similar androgynous. Yeah. Very. Look. Yeah. And just very, like very angular uh, face, and right, just like in yeah. way of like just acting in an unsettling way, like yeah. in, in a way that like is recognizably human, but mm-hmm. just recognizably not human. Yeah. And like acting, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very eth- ethereal. Yeah. So here's an interesting fact. Uh, the designer's assistant here is, uh, in the movie is played by Deborah Jacobs under the name Deborah Jacobs Welsh. She was the flight purser on the ill fated, uh, United airlines flight 93 Say what? from September 11th. Uh, the movie features several striking shots, including the Twin Towers in the World Trade Center. Uh, in retrospect, kind of eerie. That is weird. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah there's lots of Twin Towers in this. Yeah. R.I.P. 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 Lots of Empire State Building, too. Mostly yeah. Empire State Building. Yeah. 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 But- it's iconic. Mm-hmm. Empire State of Mind, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. New York! <laughs> um, I can't do a good Alicia Keys, sorry. Yeah. New York, New York! That's, that's pretty good. Do, do, that, uh, do that one more time. New York, New York! Uh, uh, uh. There, there's my Jay-Z. <laughs> there you uh, go. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, so uh, what, what do you think about this movie overall? I mean, it was interesting. Like, I couldn't get over the soundtrack a lot. Like, mm-hmm. Like that's the only reason I probably won't rewatch this. Um, but it was an interesting little snapshot of like very early nineteen eighties. Mm-hmm. It's like um, and and it is interesting also to see it kind of through the lens like oh yeah this is like another like a, a Soviet you know there's Soviet like sci fi type film like Stalker mm-hmm. or Solaris yeah because it is made by a Soviet team and mm-hmm. and so that's kind of interesting but it it does have that sort of like because. Soviet like like uh, Solaris and Stalker are very similar where mm-hmm. it's like very slow paced yeah very and like a you're, lot you're of, talking Solaris with George Clooney yes <laughs> <laughs> the, well, the original Solaris and like um, and just like in Stalker where a lot of the um, the sci-fi elements are mm-hmm. it's kind of like the similar because like they're like the sci-fi elements are kind of like implied right almost until the end mm-hmm. and and so it's just like so you and especially with Stalker you don't know if like you know if uh if this place does have some sort of like other 
like powers or influence or anything. You're mm -hmm. kind of like wondering what's going on is, you know, could the aliens be real? Could it be a drug induced hallucination? Right, right, right. And like, and, and I, I don't think this film plays too much with that. It's, no, it it's pretty literal in that, like from the beginning, it's like, Hey, yeah, aliens exist. They're yeah. here. Now here's the movie. But also it could be like, we could just be like seeing it through Margaret's eyes almost. Cause Margaret's fucked up throughout the entire yeah, thing. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> so maybe, maybe like... but, but it wouldn't explain people like disappearing in front of other people. No, that's no, the only, no, no. like if, it, if like all the other people like disappeared mm. and it turned out they were on the roof or something, that, yeah. that would be one thing. But the fact that like everyone just like disappears once the orgasm yeah. is like something so inexplicable in the film that mm -hmm. I think it, it makes the alien plot like very literalist in yeah. But, you know, at the same time, like, the alien, what does the alien represent? Mm -hmm. You know, someone who's, you know, killing people for, in order to, like, does it represent, like, a drug dealer? Someone who yeah. is, like, killing people in order to, you know, gain from their deaths? Yeah, I mean, Margaret, Margaret's being used, uh, like, pretty much everyone she kills, you know. Everyone is, she kills is a user. Is, 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 is a misogynist and mm -hmm. using her. And, and like, doing things to her against her, her will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of weird to think about. I, that's why I was kind of like, I was kind of like trying to think of it as like, because it's almost kind of like, um, you know, it follows almost kind of like a, a allegory for like STDs, interesting, or okay. you know, yeah, just yeah. kind of like AIDS. Mm -hmm. And so I was like thinking, like I was kind of thinking, they, I was like, is this an AIDS thing? But, if it is, it's more brilliant than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like I was about to say, you know, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. just like. Cause like yeah, it goes from yeah, her like she doesn't that first guy who mm -hmm. uh, assaults her, you know, doesn't yeah. die, but the, the soap opera guy, and then but then like everyone else, it's almost like you know that movie uh, Kids, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just like oh no, yeah, <laughs> oh no, like, well, Harmony Corinne's Kids, yeah, no, um, woof. Speaking of movies, I won't watch again. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. I'll, I'll gladly watch Liquid Sky again. But kids, <laughs> yeah. kids is one like everything he makes basically up until recently, mm -hmm. like. Kids, Gummo, yeah. fucking... Whew. Mr. Lonely. I haven't seen Mr. Lonely. I saw Mr. Lonely in theaters. It was when, okay. When did that come out? 2000. Probably, I want to say 2010, 2009. Yeah. Uh, huh. Okay. I, I saw the one with um, he did with like Snoop Dogg and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, one. I didn't even see that one. Yeah, that one was interesting. It wasn't like a Harmony Korine film at all. It was, it was weird. Um... Yeah. Mr. Lonely. Oh, 2007. Wow. Okay. So I watched something he made after that then. Um, oh, that was Diego Luna that played Michael Jackson in that? I didn't realize. I didn't know Michael Jackson's. What, what's it about? Uh, there's like a um, island. There's like two different stories happening. There's mm -hmm. like an island where all of the... Um, 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 they're celebrity impersonators and they all go to an island and they all just live on an island and, and pretty much perform as their characters. Like, um, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, there's a one guy who's like, who, uh, uh, Denis Levant, who's, mm -hmm. who's really good. He's in, um, um, what's it called? Uh, La song. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, it's called that. My song It's called mm -hmm. bad blood. Oh. He, he plays uh, Charlie Chaplin. Like there's a guy, there's a there's a one person who's like Marilyn uh, Marilyn Monroe, mm -hmm. like, and so they're all just kind of living on an island. That there's also there's like Werner Herzog, okay. and he's like he's a priest and like so um, the real Werner Herzog, the real Werner okay. Herzog. Oh, the real Werner Herzog. He's playing a priest, yeah, okay. and um, and like there's like he realizes like um, a nun. He's in a plane, and nun falls mm -hmm. out of a out of a plane, and she flies, 
And so no, so so it's a remake of the Flying Nun. Remake of the Flying Nun. Oh, I love that. Okay, that's so, great. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm I haven't seen board. I haven't seen it since it, since mm-hmm. yeah 2007. I saw it in theaters, so I should yeah. rewatch it. I haven't seen so, it in a long time. I didn't realize that was uh, Diego Luna. Anyway, ultimately, what would yeah. you give this movie? Ah, uh, maybe three ish. Three ish. Yeah. Okay. Like three out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like um, it, it did have interesting things to say. Like I really love the um the party scene. I thought it was like I thought that scene was like I thought that scene really stood out because it was just like it was really good at like building the tension between Jimmy and Margaret. Mm-hmm. Like also just kind of like, cause like there was so much happening at once, like her girlfriend being shitty to her. Yeah. Um, also the, the, the reporter, the journalist mm-hmm. being shitty to her. And then like, no, like, yeah, Margaret just takes endless abuse throughout this entire yeah. film. You feel so bad for her. Yeah. And you just want her to win. And you're glad, she, <laughs> you're glad that she does. When yeah, she, she does. gets to go to space. Fine. That's yeah, good. yeah. Yeah. She gets to shoot up a bunch of heroin and go to space, which fucking rocks. Yeah. But which could have been, I don't know, could have been a, you know, a standard for like her ODing or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have gone quote unquote to space or dying, to space. dying of AIDS herself. Oh, interesting. Cause yeah, yeah. she did use the works that, uh, that other guy did too. Yeah, And she was the one that was Tied like up, giving yeah. those other people, uh, giving it to those other people. It's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But Fuck. I don't know if I, I don't know, but the soundtrack was, I don't know if Just, I get over the soundtrack. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. The soundtrack is like jarring. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't, I don't love it, but I think it adds, it doesn't detract from the film in a no. way that I think is like too important that mm. it like erases the film's message or changes the film for the absolute worst. I think yeah. it, I think it makes it feel more low budget for sure. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it also makes it like one of the most unique films I've ever seen. Oh yeah, like yeah. that. You definitely wouldn't see a soundtrack like that on anything else. Like, no, not you couldn't make this film today. Straight up, like yeah, no I mean, one would. No, and I one like would be annoying like, soundtracks. Like yeah. I love the Greasy Strangler soundtrack. Like okay. I, I love the Greasy. Strangler. How do, how do you feel about ones like, um, oh, Sleeping Dogs Lie? Do you remember that film? Yeah, I did see Sleeping Dogs. I don't recall the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack's though. so bad. It's it's like made on a Casio keyboard yeah. type thing. But like the, it's not like this. It's not like no. Synth. Yeah, given like, <laughs> given like the fact that it is like you know dealing with like this you know punk sub punk new wave subculture, mm-hmm. I would I would have liked there to be a better better music. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Repo Man, you know, take, for example, Repo Man, yeah. that, that has all, like, or, actual punk songs. Yeah, or and, if it had more, like, the uh, My Rhythm Box, the, yeah. the song oh, yeah. that like I, Margaret's Girlfriend sings in the beginning, which yeah. uh, apparently was, like, uh, written by the film's director. Okay. And so the film's director, like, wrote co-wrote this film, directed it, edited it, mm-hmm. wrote that song, uh, did the, like, also helped with a soundtrack. Mm. And so maybe it was just uh, the filmmaker wanting to do too much. Yeah, it was trying trying to fill too many roles. Like yeah, I think it, it, I think if I think if like there was like like uh like you know it was done by like Tangerine Dream or something. That, that would have been cool. That Tangerine been, Dream does a great soundtrack. Yeah, if it had done if it if they had done it, it had some sort of, sort of soundtrack more like that or mm-hmm. even or even like you know given like the subject matter it could be a little creepy you know kind of Tangerine Dream but a little, a little fucked up mm-hmm. you know instead of like because. Tangerine Dream was doing a bunch of shit around that time. Um, yeah, like uh, they did that soundtrack to Thief in 81. Yeah. Uh, Kamikaze 89 in 1982. The Soldier in 1982. Mm. Uh, Risky Business in 1983. Mm. Yeah, they did a ton of shit. Firestarter in 84. Flashpoint. God, they've done so much shit. 
Vision Quest, fuck yeah. Yeah, I was saying they probably too, they probably couldn't get them. <laughs> They're just yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, this <laughs> this is like way too low budget for for Tangerine Dream. Yeah, the, or, or, or even like a even John, a John Carpenter score would be sick as fuck. Oh, else. that would be so sick. But like, once again, once way again. too low budget to afford yeah. him, especially in the early eighties when he's yeah. doing the thing. Yeah, uh, but except the thing, I guess, kind of bombed when it came. Yeah, out. yeah thing, uh, thing bombed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, but it's still the, one of the best films ever. Still one of the best films. Mm-hmm. But I think Halloween came out before then. So yeah, it did. Yeah, Halloween. True. Halloween, yeah, yeah. Was a, Halloween was a hit, so like uh, I think it's Halloween was seventy nine. Yeah, so but yeah, that's that's that was like the big sticking point for me. Like I I, I thought Rhythm Box was a good song. Mm-hmm. The th- the song that plays throughout annoyed the shit out of me. Fair, fair. <laughs> um yeah uh as i said in the beginning i really really like this film Mm. like deeply i think this film has a lot to say on a ton of themes um and i think it's like one of the most unique films i've seen i think Mm. it's an acting masterclass. Mm -hmm. a lot of people i read a lot of reviews a lot of people are like oh the acting's wooden some people are like people seem stoned and like yeah they literally like do cocaine on screen and like do heroin and like smoke weed like yeah, they are stoned. Yeah, and, and if the, they're the main not, character is literally an addict, right? And so, <laughs> and so, like, if if they're not actually stoned and acting like that, then that makes them a great actor. If they actually get stoned and act like they're stoned as a stoned character, also good acting. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like with Anne Carlisle, like she's like playing two different kinds of addict. Right, like, right. Like you know, an uppers and a downers addict pretty yeah, much. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy is way more intense. Jimmy is so into cocaine and like, yeah. and hey, do you have coke? And he has like this underlying like sinister, you know, undertone. Like yeah, like one of the first lines he has is like, uh, where's the stuff? Yeah. Or like, do you have any stuff? Like, yeah, he's there just to use um, Margaret. And Margaret's another uh, different kind of st- like addict where she's <laughs> just completely checked out where yeah. she's she, I mean, she's doing it, I think, largely to, like, escape from trauma. Because yeah. she's highly fucking traumatized in this yeah. movie. Yeah, she's... Yeah, she's just used. Yeah, she's just very cynical and just kind of, like, just kind of just checked out a lot. And and where... Yeah, and she, she just almost kind of, like, goes along. And I think that's probably why the aliens kind of see her as, like, a good vessel to use. Because she's, like, can be very pliable and, like, mm-hmm. not care and... Yeah, where, where Jimmy's very motivated, right? Right. <laughs> Jimmy, and, well, the alien originally lands there because it's a place where heroin's being sold. Yeah, yeah. But then finds out that like the chemicals that like, uh, you know, um, Margaret is getting out of these people's brains are like mm-hmm. more desirable than the, the heroin chemicals. Yeah. Um. So yeah, mm. it's it's interesting, and you know, it shows like how sex it can be as self destructive as something like heroin. Yeah. Depending on how you use it and how it's done, you yeah. Know? And maybe that's part of a you know an, an AIDS kind of allegory. Who knows? But ultimately, I think this film is wonderful. <coughs> um, it yeah, the music is annoying. I'll take off <laughs> half a star for that. Yeah. I give this motherfucker four and a half stars. Yeah. It is one of my favorite films. It's one of my favorite pieces of cult media. Mm. And if you're a queer, you mm. should watch this. If you're a slut. You should watch this. <laughs> if you're a drug user, you should watch this. Mm-hmm. If you're a fucking weirdo, if you have, if you have a like a, a, a patch jacket, you know, like a, <laughs> a, a, a uh, you know, some people call them like war vest or war jackets, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, with battle a bunch jacket, of battle jackets. Yeah, with a bunch of punk patches or metal patches on it, you should watch this fucking film because mm-hmm. it might be for you. Uh, yeah. Although the soundtrack might be a little grating, 
Stick with it. This, Stick with it. This one, <laughs> this film has something to say, and I think it's important, and I think it's one of the most overlooked, interesting pieces of cult cinema in existence. Mm. And, uh, you know, my dad will disagree with this, but fuck you, dad. <laughs> this is a good movie. Yeah, should make your dad rewatch it. No. No. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, he liked Rebel Moon. Yeah, but Rebel Moon had a soundtrack by... Uh, Fucking the the TJ uh, Junkie XL. Oh yeah, and he makes yeah. good music. And yeah. not like this. So, yeah. <laughs> this movie had a lot more to say than Rebel Moon, though. No, no. You got anything more to say on the movie? No, I think good. What uh, what movies have you been watching this week? Let's check the old letterbox. Mm-hmm. Let's see what have I been watching? Uh, I watched The Brain Machine. <laughs> what year is that? Uh, I think 1972. Oh, so it's an old fucking. It was like old. It was a Canadian, um, uh, like sci-fi movie that's absolutely god awful. Okay, how and many how many stars did you give that one? I gave it a one. It oh, was it's so not even worth it. It's not worth it. Don't watch it. All like right. it's um, it's really bad. It's like almost like just like an experiment happening. The experiment goes wrong, and there's. Just bad pacing, just long bad, scenes. Bad acting. Obviously, just a B film that they tried to get is a double feature with some yeah, other better it, film. It blew. What else? Uh, I watched a weird HBO documentary called, uh, they called it Mostly Harmless. Okay. That's a true crime documentary, I think. Yeah. yeah I've heard about that a little bit. It, what, it was okay. It, it, I, think it, I think it had more to say of just about like people's tendency with the unknown to really just like... Um, project portions of themselves on something on hmm. you know because it's like because like this guy died who who left nothing behind mm-hmm. like um he was clearly escaping something he didn't let anyone know his real name he went by the trail name mostly harmless oh 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 i've, yeah. I've watched okay i've watched several youtube videos on this guy yeah yeah never mind okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so like and so he's completely unknown and and he just died in the woods and no one knows mm-hmm. why he died and so, like, there was a huge internet campaign, internet sluice, trying to figure out his identity. And so, and that, and and you could see like the people who really cared about him, mm-hmm. like, were definitely like trying to like put something of themselves in this guy or right, and put, right. place their own values. And you kind of see that with also the people who just met him briefly in mm-hmm. real life before he died. So everyone's just trying to be a part of the story that they're really not a part of. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's, there's the people who met him in real life. I thought were really nice. Mm-hmm. And like, and cause he, cause I mean, spoiler, he was kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. But they helped him. There were a lot, a lot of people that helped him along the way. Yeah. And, and also yeah. the, also he was really nice to the people who did meet him, mm-hmm. but like he was also struggling with mental illness. And yeah. so like, it happens. And so like, um, so wh- it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. What would you give the movie ultimately? I gave it a three. three? Like it was, yeah. it was, it was more interesting for just like, um, the people involved in the case more yeah. than the guy himself. What else you watch? Uh, fire of love. I finally watched that fire of love. Yeah. Who's, what's that about? Uh, Who's- it's a documentary about French volcanologists. Um, okay. About like guys who study volcanoes. Uh, I was a married couple. Married and, couple. Okay. And they, um, uh, they got some badass. Apparently, they're the ones who they they mm-hmm. established the two types of volcanoes. There's called red and gray. I don't, I don't care. Uh, like it's but, very interesting. Okay, but, is it is it more like about their discoveries or is it about them as a couple or kind of both? It's kind of about about both because mm-hmm. it's kind of like they did lead very interesting lives where they're mm-hmm. oh, so they're both dead. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You'll, they they both died pretty triumphantly. On, oh, and oh, is it like a Dante's Peak kind of thing where they fucking blew the shit up and? Uh yeah, like oh, that rocks. Uh, like yeah. they, because uh, they spoilers. They, they uh, yeah spoilers. Uh, but they, but I will say like mm-hmm. they got. Uh, how they kind of like funded their um, research of volcanoes is they yeah. would go bring video cameras, porn, what porn, yeah, OnlyFans, yeah. <laughs> but they would get like amazing shots. They made all these different mm-hmm. um, educational videos about oh, yeah, volcanoes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, and the footage they have of the volcanoes is incredible. That rocks, hell yeah! Like love. definitely check that out. It's also a fun love story between these two very strange French people. Cool. Yeah. What'd you get? What'd you give that one? I think I gave that four stars. It's really, oh, it's really okay. cool. It's really uh, cool. Yeah. What, what else you watch? Anything else? Uh, I've been. I watched. Oh, I watched the, the um, the leg, uh, leg monarch legacy of monsters. Yeah, we don't talk about shows on this show. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> we only what what about other movies. movies do you watch? Let me check. Uh, Let's see. Oh yeah, I watched Poor Things. Oh yeah, yeah. I fucking love Poor Things. Yeah. Can't say enough good things about it. You said it was a four star film for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we we might have talked about this on the the, the podcast oh, yeah. before, but uh, yeah, I I gave it a five star. Yeah, it's uh it's my top film of the last year. Yeah, it's a fantastic fucking film. No, it's great. It's like, it's one of the most inventive things I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It, it has its world building is unique. Mm-hmm. It is deeply funny. Yeah, like, oh, it's deeply so funny. funny. Yeah. yeah, it's very funny and and like. Um, uh, Emma Stone has definitely become, I think, one of my favorite actresses over the yeah, like one hundred percent. She's so good. Between this and the curse, the curse, she's been killing it. Oh yeah, and the the favorite, uh, the other Yorgos um, yeah, movie I she was seen in, that one yet. really good. She mm. plays kind of almost like she plays a very different character. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard good things. Uh, yeah, favorite's good. Also, mm. Maniac. If you have, if you've seen that. No, I haven't. The show. No, yeah. we don't talk about shows. Oh, we don't talk about shows, but uh, Maniac's good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anything else? You watch? Uh, I watched Simone. <laughs> oh yeah, the the Al Pacino one where he has the, <laughs> yeah. the AI girl. The, it's does so he, bad. Does he fall in love with the AI girl? No, because he's so he's, he's like he's like, like an agent actually, or something. She and, doesn't actually. Th- he's, he's a director. She's and, the director. Yeah. Yeah, he's the director, and he like needs like uh, a new lead in his film because like mm-hmm. he has a prissy. It's been a long time since I watched it, but he's got like this prissy Why actress. Not a writer, yeah. Yeah, 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 and and so he's like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna replace you <laughs> with the AI girl with AI. Which yeah. is it's just very it's 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 when it was made. Say hello to my digital friend. <laughs> Which is funny because like when it was made, I mm. think it was like what two thousand two. Yeah, like that was a very and like out of out of world, at like completely futuristic concept. It's but, done like, by a good filmmaker too. Who was it? Um, uh, the director has actually done like some like really good things. I think even lately. Um, yeah, I mean it wasn't uh, Andrew Nicole. Um, Nicole. Who who. Uh, Let's see what's uh, oh, he did Lord of War, the host. Um, uh, Ga- oh, he did Gattaca, yeah, 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 that's right. He did Gattaca, yeah, and Gattaca's he, he, good. he wrote true, uh, the Truman Show, okay, yeah, um, yeah, good, really good, really good, yeah, but I don't know, I didn't really like Simone, it mm-hmm. was, it was, it got kind of, kind of cheesy at the end, yeah, just like, um, because like, yeah, he's framed for her murder and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and um. But he's like, she doesn't exist. I can't kill someone who doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's kind of stupid. Don Cacino. Don Cacino. So would you give that one? Uh, I think I gave it two stars. All right. Anything else? Oh, uh, yeah. I watched tons of movies. Let's see. All right. Let's. 
Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. it. That's it. Okay, I've cool. Seen since last week. All right. Well, in uh, that case, let me uh, tell you what I watched this week. I watched yeah. Fingernails uh, with uh, Jesse Buckley and uh, also oh, yeah. uh, Jeremy Allen White. Uh, oh, Jeremy Allen White's in it. Yeah, he plays her mm-hmm. her uh, boyfriend. It's about in the future uh, they te- they take off one of your fingernails to test if you're in love with your partner. And it's either 100%, 50%, or 0% mm. uh, telling you whether, like, only one person's in love, neither is in love, or both people are in love with each other. Mm. And so this causes, like, a lot of, like, stirrups and stuff. And Jesse Bus- Buckley's character goes to start teaching at this uh, love institute. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, I hated Jesse Buckley's character, but she plays it really well. Mm. Overall, I gave this a three. It's like a well-made movie that I just didn't connect with. Yeah. So uh, three three is fine for that. Uh, I watched two thousand ones Cats and Dogs. <laughs> Holy shit, that fucking sucked. Yeah, I didn't even see that when it came out. Oh god, I mean, why would you? I mean, yeah. you were probably what like fifteen when it came out yeah. or some shit. It's not for you. No, uh, it's it's uh, the first and one of two films by Lawrence Gutterman, who's maybe better known for directing The Son of the Mask. And after The Son of the Mask, <laughs> they took away all of his rights to direct. And we were like, no. They, ex- they executed him. They, That's yeah, why I, he's God, actually I hope dead. So. I, hope he was, <laughs> I hope he was eaten by a pack of digital dogs. <laughs> after Cats and Dogs, they just mm-hmm. took him into an alley and shot him. Yeah, I, uh, I did that uh, a double feature with that with uh, Cool Cat versus Dirty Dog, The Virus Wars. Oh, hells yeah. Was uh, that, is, that a, is that a pro-COVID or anti-COVID? Like, or does I mean, like, does it believe COVID exists? Yeah, it believes COVID exists. Oh, okay, okay. And Dirty Dog, like, makes an even worse virus but then he kills it with his farts <laughs> spoiler <laughs> it's 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 like uh it's like five of the worst music videos i've ever seen hells yeah of like the worst songs i've ever heard mm. uh and it's got like this through line plot about daddy Derek, who if i don't know if you've ever seen a cool cat yeah, yeah, yeah. movie before okay so he's got this guy named daddy Derek. Uh, who like directs the films and mm. uh, they have a plot about them flipping a house, but the house is obviously like an old pizza hut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which, which our country has no shortage of now that no. like pizza huts have been dying and, uh, and it's like, it, it's just like, okay, who's going to buy this, um, yeah. buy this building that has a hat on it. Uh, yeah. And so they fucking, <laughs> they flip a pizza hut for some guy to live in. And it's like a dump. I actually, I, I would fucking live in a pizza hut. I bet you would. I would. Fu- I, bet, I, I, I bet you'd live in a pizza hut that's still operating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I eat cheese, I love pizza. Pizza, uh, yeah, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was so good. Yeah, I love a pan pizza. Oh, like their pan pizza was out of this world. Like I would oh, yeah. get, I would get like so, a pan so pizza buttery. with pineapple. So buttery, it's so buttery. Mm-hmm. I would get, I would get pineapple on it mm-hmm. and oh, jalapeno. Gross. So good. Uh, and then I also watched Cage Heat three thousand from nineteen ninety five. And uh, for mm-hmm. another podcast that I do, um, uh, Prison Breakdown, mm-hmm. I do a movie minute where I talk mm-hmm. about uh, movies for a, mm-hmm. a minute. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I watched this for that and it's pretty fucking awesome. Mm. It's a great exploitation, like women in prison film oh, hell yeah. takes place in the year 3000. Mm. Uh, they have a, uh, like an electric chair for boobs <laughs> and there's so it's like, kind of like a soft core thing. Yeah. It is. There's like 11 shower scenes. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty it's kind of like the, um, Elsa, she wolf of the SS type. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. It's like in the thing about it is like, I didn't really like the previous two cage heat films. I mm. really like the third one mm. because it's actually like a good exploitation film mm. because they're like, Hey, let's exploit this. And like, let's show the most boobs and violence we possibly <laughs> can. Yeah. Show her getting stabbed, but also she's topless. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. the fuck not? Do it. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, what I've been watching this week. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's been the movies for this week. Um, what do you want to watch next week? Do you got any ideas? 
Uh, ever seen the movie Gozu? Gozu, I haven't. It's uh, Takashi Miike, like uh, sur- oh, I love Takashi Miike. Okay. Uh, surrealist horror type comedy yakuza film. Okay. Um, yeah. Hmm. Do we, do we have anything new? Because I I'd, oh, like, yeah. I'd like to go one off, one on. So oh, yeah. old film, new film, old film, new mm. film. What's what's new that came out? Uh, a lot of stuff. I mean. The one I've been, the two I've been wanting to watch are Zone of Interest oh, and yeah, Godzilla of Minus One, but I don't have either of those on my server, so I can't guarantee yeah. them, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of new stuff. Maybe we'll just figure it out after this. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? See what's available. I do hear Zone of Interest is supposed to be really good. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, That's why I was like, what's her face from Anatomy of a Fall in it? Oh, it does. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's she's like the main uh, main character. Okay. Actress, like the, yeah. the, the main actress from. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Well, I think that's a great place for us to leave it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, I ultimately would recommend 1982's Liquid Sky. Would you? Yeah. I think if you're high, I think it'd be really good. Def- maybe that's why. Because <laughs> yeah. I've watched it high every single time. Oh. And I, I really connect with it. And I'm sober. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, so if you're high and queer, watch this motherfucker. Watch that movie, yeah. Because you'll be like, yeah. Hells yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, as long as you don't have like too much trauma behind it, yeah, you know, with sexual yeah, assault, because there's a lot of traumatic. That'll stuff be a here. bad trip. But yeah, that'll be a bad scene, man. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, would, I, I think it would be a, an interesting project to put new music with it. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Indeed. Yeah. Well, that's been the media dungeon. Thanks yeah. for hanging with us. Uh, I don't know, victims. When you call someone in a dungeon. Um, subject torture dungarees, dungeon, dungarees. Oh yeah, dungarees. Um, hmm. <laughs> crocodile dungaree. <laughs> That's not an Iron Maiden. Oh, we could watch a Crocodile Dundee movie. No, because none of those are new. Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, that, he came out with a new one recently. Not really. It was several mm. years ago. Yeah. I have it on my server. Do you? I nice. do, unfortunately. Um. Yeah. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, if you'd like to support us, please go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. That's mm. patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs or soytrek.com. Buy some of our cool-ass fucking merch. Hells yeah. With that, I have been Britton. I have been Patrick. You've been listening to the Media Dungeon. Goodbye. Bye-bye, pizza pie. Goodbye.